Welcome to the video to podcast. I'm Koji Benton Williams. The video Tourism podcast is dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders in the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. In today's episode, the Deputy CEO of the Uganda Tourism Board, Bradfield Ochen, on the sidelines of this year's Millions Africa, outlines Uganda's main pillars in its recovery efforts. He also delves into air access into the East African country and invites the world to the upcoming Pearl of Africa Expo. So welcome to the Tourism Podcast, and we are on the Bond Day at Meetings Africa, the 17th edition of the event, and I've been privileged uh, to be joined by Mr. Bradford Ochen, who is the Deputy CEO of this um, Uganda Tourism Board, right? Yes, please. Welcome, sir. Happy New Year. Good to see you this year. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Just so that, you know, before we start, we know it's the first day, but what's your impression so far? You sat on the panel, if you want to share some of the things that, that happened. I take out from what you said there? Well, I think uh, this is quite enlightening and uh, sustainability issues, uh, issues that have been with us for quite some time. But you would actually see that uh, it's quite a challenge for the private sector to actually embrace. Because one, it's, uh, it's becoming more dynamic. People are looking at uh, financial sustainability as well. And yet also you are looking at these sustainability uh, issues that really for long-term survival of, of farms. Uh, it's becoming more and uh, increasingly more and more difficult uh, for, for the actors. You could see where we are at Santon, the general manager is saying that yes, yes. Uh, even the actors are completely responsible, the conference organizers are, 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 are irresponsible, they want to give impressions that actually generate a lot of waste in terms of food and all that. And I think as the numbers grow, uh, you will see that really these are challenges that we need really to have another angle to, to tackle. And uh, luckily, uh, this, the 17th goal of partnership really comes in handy, where you, me, private sector, NGOs, government, international partners must all come together and we look at this. But I see also there's a lot of learning in, in, in them. And for the small economies like ours, like Uganda, I think uh, we are advantage point that uh, uh, we're not going to copy some of the big mistakes that are being done. So mm-hmm. uh, we need to be intentional and just make stay away from that. So it's, 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 it's engaging. I think day one has really been, uh, to me, hasn't attended, but it has been very, very resourceful. Okay, but just on the point of uh, obviously you're talking about the private sector, but also we, we know that they also start with policies. So I guess if the, if the public sector or the government, if I, if I want to use the word, uh, you know, put in place a st- you know, structure that encourages or that enables things like sustainability in its very practical form, then uh, uh, you know, it helps all of us to be able to take that into, into consideration in terms of business and in terms of what we do. That's 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 what I think. But uh, let's zoom in on uh, Uganda. How did the year end for you, year 2022, and what is the outlook for 2023? I think for 2022, it ended well, started badly because of, uh, of course, COVID. The resurgence of COVID, of course. Yes, and yeah. then I think for Uganda also, we had Ebola again okay. in the middle when COVID was supposed to disappear. Ebola came, 
reared its head and really, really disrupted us a bit. But uh, I'm happy that it's now behind us. Uh, towards the end of the year, that's actually when we're still at crossroads because, you know, this is an international disruption where uh, WHO is supposed to say Uganda is now free. So we're waiting for that and that only came in January. So we're excited. But even then, I would say that uh, when COVID uh, uh, left or when COVID was minimized, I think in terms of the numbers, we would say numbers that were going to our national parks, we actually surpassed the numbers. But that again gave us a lot of, uh, a lot of indication that uh, whereas before we had more international visitors going to our protected areas, this time with the COVID, we had more domestic visitors. So we had more numbers at the, at the, at the, at the, at the sites compared to the pre-COVID. Yes. Pre-COVID, for example, I just said that uh, we had close to 350,000 uh, visitors going to our sites, protected sites. But by December, end of December, we, we had already almost over 350,000. Okay. So meaning that we actually surpassed the, pre, the pre-COVID level. But that said, I think uh, the numbers were... Encouraged by the domestic okay, travelers, yes, yes. Again, so not, not yeah. the same receipts. So yeah, sometimes, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so I think uh, I think we need to leverage on this because it's easier for the domestic to turn around yeah. very fast compared to the international ones. But did you put yeah. in uh, policies that because something that uh, not only in uh, Uganda, most countries that we saw, I mean, the, the the first point of call or in terms of stimulating tourism was domestic tourism, but whether it was an ad hoc a measure or something that you've made part on and an inherent part of your new strategy so that you know in 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 the future in situations you expect that at least you have some buffer or you some have some shocks that would yeah mm. yes i think i think we are we are now being intentional okay. we saw that we are being intentional uh we are we are right now have been crafting now a, a national strategy mm-hmm. on domestic tourism okay yes we are working with partners to make sure that uh, we have this partnership we have this strategy so that uh, a lot of these things are intentional but even before that uh, we we actually dreaming uh, really we we speaking to the to the to the traveler that uh, uh, we had campaigns that were really people targeting domestic travelers that Uganda is ready Uganda is, uh, you need to know your country, you need to own your country, and all that. And within that midst also, uh, luckily we also had a, a new brand for the destination, the brand ID. So we use also that brand ID really to move out, okay. move out to, 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 uh, to, 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 uh, to the country. And this helped us a lot really to, you know, to, to reach out to the numbers uh, that we are talking about. So yes, it, it happened, it, uh, intentional, but I think now, what what you need to do is to uh, working out on the bigger picture now. Okay. Uh, from the strategy, yeah. Now it's it's good that you're saying you're looking at the traveler. Uh, COVID changed so many things, and the, you know the way we do tourism, uh, you know the global uh, economic space, and how we even uh, move. Uh, in that context, uh, what is Uganda offering the new traveler? Because the traveler today is different from the pre you know pre pandemic uh, you know traveler. What are the new offerings that I mean, destination Uganda is putting uh, uh, across. Well, I, th- I think I, th- I think we are we are we are we are we are being very 
very very sensitive to to this because we have also realized that uh, increasingly uh, travelers uh, are getting unaided. They are they are more uh, these tech savvy travelers. They, they are they are guided by 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 their gadgets. They know we are coming to Uganda. They know this is the location of the sites. They know how much it costs to hire. They are self-driving. They are not in groups anymore. So I think what we are going to do really and what we have done really is just to make sure that it's a lot of information that is outside there that facilitates travel. That's what we are, what we are doing now. We, want to, we are making a lot of information available as opposed to in the past where people would come and, you know, like we're having this group coming, who is handling our, our, our group and all that. But right now, I think we are, we are making it very easy, even including uh, the border points. And the border points, we are also, the visa access is now online. So previously, we, we used to, of course, uh, you know, apply, then come, and then whatever. But right now, everything you do online. So, so that really, uh, uh, they want to really privacy. People don't want to really to be accompanied I mean, too much. Yes, yes, yeah. Freedom. You have their freedom. You don't want a lot of intervention and so that when they take their pictures, you know, minimize people. So I think we are sensitive to that, and we are encouraging that. So even a lot of our strategies that are getting out really small really to make sure that the content is outside there okay just within the space here now let me box this too mm. uh, uh, you know in terms of uh, your touch points what is your driving pillars for your recovery you know uh, as uh, Uganda tourism board now that you are attending again let me just add that because now you are here at the meetings Africa pretty much more mice and uh, you know business events then you have the good thing about airlift. If you want to put all these three together, do you think that you're ready to diversify in order to grow your your, your numbers and uh, receipts into the country? Yes, again, as I said, I think even without uh, going far, the numbers are positive. Yeah. The numbers are positive. And also what we are trying to do really is to make sure that uh, we start with the low-hanging fruits. The low-hanging fruits are... Are domestic and regional travelers. Okay. We are looking at the this African community. Actually, as a matter of fact, as we talk now, uh, close to seventy percent of our travelers are coming from East from the, from East Africa, okay. which which is good and also risky in a way, but good in the sense that uh, it takes a shorter period for them to, to plan their travel. Yes. yes, but also risky in the sense that just in case of any. In the in the in the in the, in the uh, misunderstanding, yes, probably the border, a border so geopolitical border yes. issues. That probably that could actually be a big problem. So I think we have we have we have actually picked that right. Uh, we want to make sure that really the, the regional traveler is taken care of in a very seamless way, and so that we we don't have a lot of this interruption. Uh, we are also trying to make sure that uh, within the region. I think uh, for visitors that go to Kenya, Rwanda, Tanzania, DR Congo, they look at uh, EAC or Africa as one big destination okay. so that somebody can move here, here, yes, here with that yeah, mobility and, and the circuit is longer. In that way, we find a visa coming to Kenya ordinarily before we go to Kenya and go back, but this time you know, with a lot of uh, encouragement with the, with the tourism boards and also the same operators actually selling. You find an operator selling in Kenya, 
selling out of some of the products in Uganda. So when you have that with the uniqueness, so it's easier to have a visitor getting to Kenya, maybe uh, two, three days in Uganda, another one or two days in Rwanda and all that. That way we are actually benefiting. So I think we are doing the focus there. Of course, for the international, the, the, the goes that to have longer, longer, longer haul, it's still a big challenge. Because I think also, you know, the economy is recovering yes. very slowly internationally. You don't have monies and all that. But yes, yes. But uh, with the time, I think we, we, are, we are confident that uh, when finally uh, you know, traveling becomes easier, we can also tap onto that. Luckily enough, we, we also now have the Uganda Airline, uh, which is uh, coming to South Africa, Kenya, regional destination. We are also trying now to go to the UK, China, and all that. So again, that would really is accessibility and mobility of uh, visitors you know sometimes the competitiveness of a destination is actually how easy it is to to be accessed so you can get uh, uh, you know direct flights more and more and always encourage those that are not uh, you know uh, within the uh, east african community to, to fly into the country i think that will also add on to our marketing efforts okay. that i think we are leveraging on yes mm. now finally uh what is going to be different from Poate this year uh, you, I think you're organizing it in 26 to 28, right? Mm. And what is going to be different and what is the target for, for this uh, uh, you know, uh, expo? Okay, the target we are looking at 100 uh, hosted buyers. Mm-hmm. We are looking at uh, over 300 exhibitors. Our emphasis now, again, because of COVID and the disruption, we are having more of uh, uh, whatever from, from the region. But we are also looking at visitors coming from our target market of the USA, the UK, uh, the, we have uh, uh, Germany, and a uh, few also coming from Spain. So that is actually the, uh, that's the target. And uh, we, we, we want to see this poverty uh, as one that is really uh, going to build on the post-recovery. Post-recovery. And want to tell them that uh, Uganda is ready again after a spell of disruption. So, what is there on uh, 26 to 29 of April? And we want uh, our African brothers and sisters to join us in Kampala. And we promise that it will be really uh, very momentous. And we invite everybody to attend. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bradford. Yeah, thank you, sir. I'm glad to be here.